1: This is tabloid star Roz Dresviles. You're listening to Ghosted. You guys, our episode last week, I hope you've listened to it. Uh, A lot of people have this week. Uh, We actually, okay, so I wake up Saturday morning and I find out that we made it top. People.com, that's People Magazine, and uh, <laughs> the story has been shared around all over the place. It made it uh, in several different languages. We are international, honey. Canadian news, you got it. Uh, we, uh, English news, you better believe it. We're all over the place, um, all because of the the fabulous, sexy, sexy interview that we had with Billy Lee of Vanderpump Rules talking about her sexual experience with a ghost. So um, thank you everyone that listened to it and shared it and talked about it. Certainly a a conversation starter and certainly been giving me lots of thoughts about having sex with a ghost. Now, I'm not the only one that made it into the tabloids recently, uh, ghost related. Also, Simon Cowell. I found this article on the Daily Mail. It says, Simon Cowell's new 15 million pound mansion is haunted by the ghost of Antinous, the gay lover of Roman Emperor Hadrian. Okay, let's read this. Simon Cowell's most recent real estate investment is said to have come with the soul of a gay Roman. Yeah! According to former owner Christian Levitt, the London property, which Simon purchased for 15 million pounds uh, to live in with partner Laura Sil- Lauren Silverman and their five-year-old son Eric last October, is haunted by Antonus. not to be confused with Antony from uh, Queer Eye for the... Queer Eye... Uh, the, so Antonus, the lover of Hadrian, the ruler of the Roman Empire, from 117 to 138. Wow, that's an that's a old queen, honey. Levitt claims, as reports the sun, that he himself brought Antonus's spirit into the home when he purchased the statue of him for, uh, in 2014, inadvertently unleashing the spirit onto the property. Okay. And there's also pictures of the statue of Antonis and he is statuesque to say the least. And, and, you know, going in with last week's interview and that experience that Billy Lee had, I want to move into this place. It was delivered in a crate, the hedge fund billionaire said. When I was locking up, I heard the sound of heavy objects being knocked over from the drawing room where Antonis was still lying in his box. The same happened the next two nights, but there was nobody there. Simon believes in spirit spirits, and he's been freaked out by this story. I don't think he was aware when he moved in. He might have to call a ghostbuster, they said. Now, it turns out, uh, you know, goes on to say that, uh, oh, this this terrible story. Okay, so uh, the, the story of Antonus, it's a tragic one. He was a favorite of Hadrian and known to be particularly beautiful. Oh my God, I can't take this. The pair were found, they were fond of hunting together, so history reports. It was widely presumed that the pair had a sexual relationship, and many were jealous of Antonus. He died in October, 130, the year 130, under mysterious circumstances, when on a voyage along the Nile. He never returned, and the cause of his death remains a mystery to this day, with many speculating that he was murdered by other members of the empire, jealous of his bond with Hadrian. Others have speculated that he drowned and fell down. Okay, so it goes into Uh, but So apparently he's haunting Simon Cowell's house. But then it goes on to talk about how Simon actually lived in another haunted house. It says three years ago, he claimed uh, he always had contact with the other side. The dead just wanted to make contact and say hello. He told the son, this is Simon. I had a ghost in my house when I was living in Kingston Hill. My mom and dad were staying with me, and I heard this banging on the door. I went in their room and said, You were banging on my door? And they said, It wasn't us. There was a dog in the house that was freaking out, too. The following day, I heard this crashing noise, and all this stuff had fallen in the kitchen, but there was no logical explanation. Girl, that was just a confused Paula Abdul that was just stopping by to say hi. Um, Okay, so I also, of course, have our Facebook group, which is, you can just find, it's called Ghosted by Roz Dresviles, and I love what you guys are doing in there, and you're sending me your stories, and I got one from Taylor, and this one kind of freaked me out. Taylor says, the house I grew up in is insanely haunted. We would hear footsteps at night, violent banging on the walls, see apparitions. The place was intense. I had two terrifying experiences that come top of mind. When I was seventeen, I woke up one night and with to the heaviest pressure on my chest, like someone was sitting on me. I could feel breath in my ear. <sighs> I was terrified. I couldn't move for what felt like minutes. Then I hear what sounded like someone gasping for air right in my ear. And all of a sudden, I'm able to turn my body. And as I do, this black mass of smoke moves away from me and dissipates into the floor. Oh, honey, it sucked you. Right into the floor. I got up immediately and turned on all the lights. Another night, I had returned late from a movie. I drank a coffee milkshake that night, so I was having a difficulty sleeping. I'm lying in bed, fully awake, and then something catches my eye. There's what appears to be the shape of a head eh, and a neck, no, floating above me by my bed. It looked like it was comprised of TV static, but you could see the outline of facial features. It's slowly floating parallel to where I'm laying. And as it comes closer to my head, it seems to suddenly realize I'm awake and rushes towards me. I could feel the rush of air on my face as it zoomed towards me. I screamed and woke my boyfriend at the time. There were many more strange things, such as a woman could be heard singing outside my window at times, names being called out and the voice of someone who wasn't home, and much more. Wow, Taylor, that's uh, spooky. So today we have got yet another incredible interview. This story I I it's just such a perfect ghost story. We got just the it's like it's like a a great horror film, you know. There's a beginning, middle, and end, and it's so it's so great. And I'm so honored to have in the studio Rain Phoenix. Rain is from the legendary, iconic Phoenix family uh, of actors and musicians. She actually has some music that she recently released that she did with her brother, the late River Phoenix. Uh, it's called Alikazatic Attic. And I want you to check that out because she is so talented. And uh, she doesn't do many interviews. So I I was so truly honored that she came here to share this story. So I hope you enjoy. Here she is, Rain Phoenix. Oh, and one thing that I want to say. Make sure you listen to this full interview because it's incredible. But in the outro of this episode today, I'm going to reveal... Who next week's guest is. And let me just say, it is my number one idol. And you guys are going to love it because this is a big deal for us here at Ghosted. So stay tuned for the end of this episode. And I'll be revealing who it is. Oh, my God.
0: We're recording. That's ghosty in itself.
1: Ooh. (laughs) You... Are so cool. Oh. I'm just like looking at you, and you're so cool.
0: Wow, that's so. Sweet you just have of such a great say. vibe
1: about you. I'm a fan.
0: I'm a fan of yours. Stop it.
1: Are we best friends?
0: We might be new best friends. Oh, it's all fate. The
1: ghosts have brought us together. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: So you you have experienced lot lots of ghost experiences.
0: I do. Where Where are you
1: originally from? Here? No. Yeah. You You're from Los Angeles.
0: If I were to, like, do the whole thing, my boyfriend always makes fun of me when people go, so where are you from? And he's like, oh, boy, here we go. Oh, okay.
1: Because it's, it's it just depends story. on
0: where you're from because I'm also from there. Because oh, I really? probably lived there, too, you know? So I end up going, like, oh, yeah, I'm from – because I was, like, born in Texas, raised here in L.A., but then moved to the East Coast to, like, Florida and then moved to New York and then moved back to L.A. But then there's, like, all kinds of places in between that I've traveled and toured sure. and ventured, so – I, I like to be, I like to say I'm from the the world. Yeah. But I want to be from the universe. See, you even I'm working have cool on answers to such <laughs> a simple question. <laughs> so
1: I heard that you had some ghostly experiences in Florida.
0: I did. Which,
1: that creeps me out just to begin with.
0: It's pretty special. Uh, and I think having. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Hi, my name is Rain Phoenix, and I have some creepy stories about ghosts. Yes, this is like a meeting.
1: (laughs) Uh, This is like a 12-step. About
0: ghosts in Florida, in the south, in the the north part of Florida, which is closer to Georgia. Um, So... It looks more like Louisiana. It's it's also close to Louisiana. So it has rolling hills and Spanish moss littered all over these big oak trees. Very romantic, but very like deep South Savannah, Georgia vibes.
1: It's crazy how that's so beautiful, but there's something creepy about that to me. I don't know why. Like it's a great setting for... like A ghost a, story? Yeah, like American <laughs> Horror Story or something like that.
0: You know, it's, maybe it has something to do with the Spanish moss is actually a... Parasite that kills the oak tree. So you know we think of it as this beautiful accoutrement,
1: but and, really we're just and it's suffocating
0: the tree. the
1: tree. Oh, the tree is just crying for help, and we're yeah. like, "Oh,
0: pretty, yeah." And they and they kind of multiply and jump to other trees, and that's why they're you know in the south you will see them littered with the Spanish moss, and it is really beautiful, but. If you you know if you know the truth you know it's just like sucking the life out of these old ancient oaks. Oh, those poor things. Yeah, so I for a short time, uh, although longer than maybe most people would, I decided uh, to live in a haunted apartment. Now, how did and, you end up in Florida? And this- I should say that uh, I was married to a man in Florida. Okay. He was still a very good friend of mine, and when we first divorced, I got my own apartment. And I went to this, like, creepy antique town in north central Florida, and it was, I was going between New York and there a lot, so I thought, well, it'd be good to just have all my stuff in some place closer to where I'm used to being. And, and I'd always wanted to live in this town. I did not know it was haunted, let's be clear. I did not try to go and, and move into a haunted apartment. What is this town called? Well, I won't even say where it is. It's too easy. It's more fun. It's more mysterious. It's just a creepy town. I don't want people to go there and ruin it. It's really small. So uh, I don't want everyone renting haunted mansions and then coming in and being on the show. Then my story is, like, useless. (laughs) Right, land? Um, Anyway. Anyway, um, so I moved into this house. I got a divorce. I'd never lived alone. You know, I was basically a child and then married young uh, or was with the person since I was like 20 and and divorced when I was 33. So it was like most of my, you know, growing up life. And I'd lived with him. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to live alone. I always wanted to live in this town because it was really small and had these two-story beautiful buildings from the 1800s. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be neat? And I, I drove through it one day and there was a for rent sign, wildly, the like the day I decided I really want to get an apartment in this town. I this drove is, through. This is the horror story. Yes. This is the movie. And I was like, oh my gosh. And the place, I immediately called and they said, yeah, you can come see it, no problem. And I went, and it's this gorgeous, like probably 2,000 square feet with vaulted, like huge 12-foot ceilings apartment, top floor of this apartment, which was above an antique store. And it was gorgeous, like Beautiful light came in, you know, it wasn't dark and creepy at all. And I was like, that's it. Done deal. I'm doing it. I'm renting this place. This is too strange. Apparently, the person that had lived there had been there 13 years before and just left when I when that's why it was for rent, which wildly was the exact amount of time I'd been with my husband was 13 years. So in all the time that I'd spent with him, this person lived in this apartment. So I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, too. Am I boring you yet? No. Okay, this is the beginning.
1: Did you know anything about this person that lived there? Did they tell you no. any details? No, more
0: on that later. Okay.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this but at is the time, an... you didn't know.
0: I didn't know. Okay. I, I think they told me, you know, she used to work in the antique store below. It was an older woman. And she would, like, you know, I guess work part-time or something. So, um, see, this is why I'm not sharing the town, to protect the innocent. Sure. Okay. Um, anyway... <laughs> Anyway, um, so moved in, so stoked, really painstakingly pasted all the, I love to take photos from airplanes outside where you see the landscape, you know, when you're landing. So I Mm -hmm. like painstakingly pasted like eight by 10 photos that I'd taken across the entire border of the apartment. Like I was really obsessed with this place and decided like, this is my new life. I'm going to be an individual, not with someone. Woo. Yeah. And um, moved in, loved it. Definitely had this, it's a massive place and the bathroom was all the way across from the bedroom so you had to like, if I had to get up in the middle of the night to use the loo I would have to walk the entire length of the apartment which was rather long and I noticed that like few of those nights, I was definitely like, I'm not alone in here. This is an interesting uh, feeling I'm having. And I would just talk out loud and say, like, whoever's here, you know, for all of you who are here with me, look, I'm here alone. So it's nice to have the company, but I wish you no harm, please do none to me. Like I would talk like that because I knew I could feel the energy, but I didn't really, at that point, I hadn't seen anything yet. Um, but were I were you knew. a
1: believer in that stuff? Obviously, like so, you must have had experiences. Or? I hadn't
0: really that I can recall. Actually, no, it wasn't like I was, you know, one of those kids who's touched and sees people at, you know, throughout their childhood, and then you know, I, yeah. I, I definitely was open to it. I understood that it was possible. I don't have a I, that doesn't.
1: So yeah. you would just wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, this is what they talk about. Yeah. Like, I feel, it, was, it feels like something's here.
0: Yeah. And there would be cold patches or things <sighs> like that, you know. And I ha- it was a great space. So when my friends would come to visit me from New York or wherever, you know, I would put them up there and I would stay somewhere else. Sort of, so they could like – I had a friend, who, a couple that would stay there. And they um, – and i had one girlfriend come down who stayed with me for like the weekend and i woke up in the middle of the night and she was gripped to me like some kind of like and i was like what are you doing why are you on <laughs> you know because um, we weren't romantically involved is why i said that <laughs> okay. if we had it would have been no big deal sure. but um but she was like there is someone she's south african she was like there's a woman with a petticoat standing at the foot of your bed and <laughs> And she talks like that really high, bitch. And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, I can't go pee because there's a woman. There. So I was like, oh my okay. God. And I just kind of was like, it's fine. Go to sleep. Um, when my other friends came and stayed, they uh, the next day I saw them after their first night. And um, the gentleman named Rob was like, hey, by the way, there's a woman with a petticoat in your house. You know about her, right? And he did see. He's always seen other like, ghosty, uh, yeah, you know, throughout his life. He's then. one of those people. So he's very dry about it. He was like, you know, there's this woman, she has the full petticoat, like, from the 1800s. And, and I was like, huh, interesting. And, um, and one night... I, Wait, but
1: you get that information and you you literally are able to just go,
0: "Oh, okay." Well, I was just like, "Yeah, that's what my other friend said. Well, you know, um I don't harm them, they don't harm me. I had this really like cr- I don't know where the courage came from because when I think back to it now, it makes me shiver. I'm like, "Why was I so brave about it?" But I think at the time because I was the first time really living alone and all of that, even that I wasn't going to let that ruin that you know what I mean yeah. ruin my new house and all I was I decided they were friendly I just decided there was no malice you know what I mean I was like but this still, not... it was still ooh, creepy yeah
1: the thought of like all that sounds great in theory to, right. like for me to be like oh yeah they're not har- harming yeah. me but if I knew that there was a lady with a petticoat in my house I would be getting sage up in there I would
0: well and that's psychic, what we led priest. To because basically after that I there was one then I was sleeping alone one night and I had to pee and I and what that's what woke me up is I had to pee but when I woke up the first thing I saw I was like okay I got in the other room was a man at the foot of my bed with a hat. now there's a man now there's a man at the foot of my bed with a hat on like old timey 1800s kind of um, is it
1: possible it was a drag queen and it was the same person because that, that would be me. If I was, if I was a ghost. You would have done both,
0: the petticoat I and would, the hat.
1: However I feel on that night, you know, if there's like some That's fabulous kind of South African lady there, I'm like, she might enjoy the petticoat. I'm going to pull that out. <laughs> and then like maybe another night, I'm feeling like more of a Like those cutout hat.
0: dolls where they had the cutout outfits. That's so that you what could I am like... in
1: real life. I'm a paper doll.
0: <laughs> no, maybe, but I don't think so because it was very much a thin dark man like dark as in like i couldn't see a face it was just this hat figure no shadow it was like shadow. oh my god you couldn't see a face now i have chills and i don't think i could you see
1: like clothes no yeah it was
0: like the full it was almost like one of those westerns where somebody's in just like you know full guy outfit like whatever that is big coat over it and a hat but i just couldn't see the face and i immediately uh Turned my my head to the right, and my heart. I can, you know, when you can hear your heart like outside your chest. Yes, it was like goo goo go, and I just was terrified because there was a man at the foot of my bed, and I'm a woman alone. And in you're this in big bed house. at this point. I'm in bed sleeping, okay. I woke up from a from yeah. sleep, and I. So my head's to the right, my heart's in my chest, and finally I just go, I got to pee. And I turn back and he's gone. And <laughs> I, You
1: vocalized yes. that? You said, I have to pee. Yeah, I was like,
0: li- basically like, listen, dude, get out of my house, I got to pee. <laughs> and, I, and so then I went and used the restroom. And rest he just disappeared. And, yes. he was like, like, oh, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah. So I had to do a little research at that point. Uh-huh. Because I was really uh, beginning to have a, a mild plus disturbance. It hadn't even worked up to medium plus yet because I was just sure that at least no one had, you know, nothing bad had happened. It was more like, oh, here's a little view of somebody from the other side. With no face. Yeah, but let's not get into that. No. Mm. I swear, retelling it all the time, I get more feclement. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty intense.
1: Yeah. Wait. So did, did you go to like the library and exactly. do the machine and all? Or like no? You know, so the old... here's the
0: thing: this little town has its own little library. That's like there is no machine, but you can research like what it was back in the day and what and. So I go through and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to check out this building. I don't know what it, if it was like. Let's call, let's say it's called the Smith Building or something, right? So I start to do my research, whatever. And then <laughs> as soon as I find the building, it says coffins, caskets, and and blah, blah sales for the small town of da, da, da. And I literally went kind of white at that point because I realized – First of all, I was like, "Wow, they don't tell you that when you rent the place." Cool. And then I go and just walk to it because it's literally so small you can walk through the whole town. And I walk and I walk outside the building. Like I, I'm on the street looking at the building, and you can see faint lettering that, if you're far enough back and squint, that still says coffins, caskets, and who knows, like if it was like a burial or embalming. I don't. Oh my god swear and i i literally just was ashen and then i noticed it even said in the library cuz there were these double doors down below on the the antique store side big double doors and and so in the information they would drop the caskets they would embalm people i guess and then they drop them into a horse drawn carriage and it had to come down through those double doors to get on the horse drawn carriage oh my <laughs> Oh! Yeah. That is so spooky. So I started, there's a beautiful graveyard in the town. So, you know, I kind of went down the rabbit hole. My sister and my friend, the South African, who was really freaked out about it, so freaked out, she <laughs> didn't know what to do. That they were like, we have to, we have to Ouija, we have to, and I don't Wee-G. like. Ouija! I don't like Ouija. They Ooh. did Ouija, which was kind of weird because they were trying to get names of actual people that were in there and match them to the graveyard. Because the graveyard is from the 1800s, like, so you know, there was a moment where that that happened to me. That's even the least exciting part of you know, in terms of, or the least like, wow, mesmerizing, magical ghosty part was when human beings try to figure it out
1: yeah you know what I mean it was like it was creepy
0: but I and I don't really like I actually thinking back would wish I would have said do not Ouija in this place like because that just just brought out more did it yeah because
1: that's what they say you got to close the door and a lot of times people don't they just Ouija and then they're like oh that was fun but then that can open it up to more yeah did you at any point talk to the people that lived otherwise in the building or the antique store or anything?
0: So the landlord, you know, I actually didn't. It was uh, still I know it doesn't seem mild at all, but it was mild enough that I and maybe it was just like I didn't really want to get that detailed and create more. Do you know how sometimes when you talk about things and you share it with too many people or it bec- it, you start to see it more? It's like you buy a red car and then all the cars are red. Right. And so I didn't want to encourage the freak out because I had rented this place as my new beginning. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to do was like make it a creepy new beginning after so much toil to get there. <laughs> For
1: you. That's so the opposite just, of me.
0: I know. But, I mean, there were things that over time – you know, got really uh, untenable. And I'll I'll explain if you want. I'll keep going. Please. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm fascinated. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android.
0: So in regard to... I'm just trying to think. I don't want to do one thing. I guess the best way, in regard to your question, yes, the woman who did live there before, her name was, I'll have to make up a different name to protect the innocent, but let's say her name was um, Sarah.
1: That's the name that I was thinking. No. I swear. I almost just said it.
0: (gasps) Oh, maybe that's her real name. She was an older woman. And from what I... Somehow do that maybe she, one of her son died, like she lost a son maybe during living there. I don't know, but but I think that was because one day. So I never met her. She was there the entire time that I was married and with my husband, as I like to call him, <laughs> and and. One day I was walking in the neighborhood and I was just about to go inside. And she was, she, this woman pulls up at a long time and goes, Hi, I'm Sarah. I used to live in, in your, in where you're living. I hear you're living there now. I was like, Yeah, that's great. She was like, Have you seen the children?
1: The, there's and children.
0: This is when I was like, This is not going to be fun anymore. Why does she have to bring up <sighs> the children? Why are kid ghosts so scary?
1: I talk about that all the time. I don't know, but what but what I have said on this podcast is that they're children, and you just give them fruit snacks or something, and they'll go away.
0: <laughs> they love Welch's gummy fruits.
1: Yeah, a GoGurt, you know. <laughs> and if it has to be a go, has to be converted into ghost food, Go-Gurt. then you eat it, and then you give them the wrapper, or you, you know.
0: You Jeez. burp and
1: then it's like it's the spirit of a of food just came out. I don't know. just Give them a snack. They'll go away.
0: I like that. That's good. That's a, I think about that's these a, things. <laughs> well, she then went on to say, because my son would talk to them, I guess her son who was a kid at the time, you know, they would all convert he they would and this was just like she was acting as normal as i had been acting about having multiple ghost things happen to me there almost as if the whole town was like yeah we live in a ghost town deal with it you know oh,
1: i bet you that happens and he, all over the for town. some
0: reason that was one of the creepier things again all the human based things creeped me out more because that's in this realm and for some reason yeah it is you know Super magical to think of other realms and them coming to this one and the fact that, you know, but I believe in that I, you know, right now, there's probably other realms, we just can't see what's going on, but they're here with us, right? So, so I, that's almost somehow more comforting than when humans get like involved. (laughs) Then, yeah,
1: humans can be way creepier. I've read the news about crazy humans in Florida.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Some it's, of those people, I would rather have a petticoat lady over my bed at night.
0: Exactly. Ooh, speaking of which. So let's get on to that story. Not necessarily. I'm going to finish with what, with my, my run-in with Ms. Petticoat. But I will share a quote-unquote dream I had. I arrived from New York. I had a show to play. And I took a day nap in my Haunted Mansion. Um, and I always put pillows over my eyes because I can't deal with light when I sleep, whether it's not dark or light. I like to have like a heavy thing on my head. And uh, and and I have had this crazy dream of wrestling this blonde, like stringy blonde, like really curly, but like almost like Afro, but blonde but huge, like and this woman was kinda of terrifying and we just wrestled in the bed like and I don't think it was actually a dream. Like in my nap time it was quote unquote a dream, but it felt absolutely real, like I was fighting this ghost during Whoa. during a nap, right? Um we've talked about the children but did it then, seem
1: like you guys were like out to get each other like you were really like fighting or were you just like
0: kind of it was it around? was like yeah it was a, a wrestle to the something somebody's going to win and luckily I, I think i woke up out of that but i also then had this so i'm i have the the pillow over my eye and this was one of the i would say probably one of the final straws i had the pillow over my eye and i um was sleeping, and I had this sense, this presence that was there. So, like, you know, I just knew. And in my dream or in my, you know, I started talking to it and saying, hey, you know, I'm here alone. You know, I appreciate the company. Like, I'm not against the fact that there's multiple people that keep showing up in my place. Um, But let's be friends. Like, you know, let's at least be friends. I don't want to be creeped out by it. It was uh-huh. what I was saying in the dream. And so I reached my hand out. I said, I really don't want to be afraid, so let's be friends. I reached my hand out to shake hands with whomever. Like, I was completely blinded by this pillow. And a satin glove, a woman's satin glove, shook my hand. Oh, my God. And it freaked me out so much that I, quote, unquote, woke up, right? And I looked, like, I woke up, pushed the pillow off and looked, and a cat ran out of my room. A cat? Yeah, I have no cats. I have no pets. I had nothing like that. Like, it was as if, like, that that was the quickest exit for, like, outside of just, I don't know. It was almost like, you know how they say, like, witches have familiars or whatever. Yeah. Like, she turned into a cat, and, like, that was what woke me. Like, okay, that's was, cool. Right? It was really cool. That one was like, whoa. And so this was like, as you know now, that's like what five or six different things because of all my but friends. The cat, do you
1: think the cat was real or do you think the cat was a ghost? Or do you I think, think it-, it
0: was ghosty too. I just think somehow because of how quickly I like pulled my hand back and ripped the thing off, like that was maybe the quickest thing she came up yeah. with. She's I don't know. Like, she didn't oh, want me. Oh. To, yeah, she didn't want me to see her in the whole thing, the petticoat, because I think that was the petticoat. My guess is with the satin gloves. Oh, she's she was fabulous. From- I know. I kind of wish I'd ever seen her. So one more kind of creepy, just natural disaster. Are you ready for this one, or should uh, I just I'm ready stop for all of it? Okay. So I wildly, for a second, I was. You know, we have rebound relationships, and you have like you make a mistake and you date like some fashion photographer who's a dick. Uh-huh. I had that after the 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 marriage. I was like saw somebody for a short amount of time, and uh, weirdly there was this one weekend and i just knew you know i knew he was rotten and i knew he was a liar like at a certain point and but he he very charming right so i was like and you know you're like lonely and you're like all right he's really cute so i'll just deal with that to you know, hang out. And he, like, insisted I come visit him on the West Coast. Um, and, I, and when I did, I just, I decided kind of painstakingly I'd had a show, and I was like, should I go, should I not? And, and I just left. I was in Tampa, and I just went. And when I came back, my um, apartment, there had been, like, this is strange because I had never heard about it. There's something called heat lightning that creates, like, a ball of energy that's so ferocious that it can tear through. Um, matter like actual like your home and like, like this is
1: like an actual sciency thing that happens yeah, in it's Florida? called heat
0: lightning yeah there was a terrible storm while i was gone and my landlord basically said so i got back to like part of my closet looked like it had had a like meteor had gone through what <laughs> and i was like whoa that's freaking weird like did that huge like rip in the I mean, this is an old building that's obviously weathered all kinds of storms, yet there's this thing that looked like it tore through my, like the roof into the closet, just strange, which had my things in it. And she said, thank God you were out of town this weekend because that particular lightning, that would have killed any human being because it would find the warmth, it would find the living heat. Like if I hadn't left to see this jackass, thank God. This is why I think he's a wonderful human now, just ostensibly in a far away kind of way. Uh-huh. But um, if he hadn't convinced me to go, chances are I would have like been killed in that apartment because of this heat and lightning. He would have it's joined like joined the party. Yes, they were like maybe trying to bring me in because they're like well you want to be friends come to our side sure so (sighs) i that was a real like whoa wake up call like what are the i've never I, you know i'm an old lady i i've had a lot of experiences and even like natural disaster weather things this was really weird that this massive ball of lightning found its way into of all places my haunted place, and I was told you would have been killed if you were in there. Wait, were there other people that lived in this building? No.
1: It was just one big apartment above an antique store. And
0: and the antique store, let's be clear, was full of a lot of, you know, ghosts' belongings, I'm sure. sure. Uh, and I can only imagine. the only other half of, like, the upstairs, which which was behind this door that was the laundry room. And who knows what was there? I don't they you know, I didn't go in there. It was just all stored antiques. So, like, I lived just with a bunch of dead people's things and them. Uh-huh. And I really—and it was the coffins and casket. It was, like, where they embalmed people. And, and trees
1: I, that are slowly dying around you. I know. It's pretty romantic. Death everywhere.
0: And I felt like, you know, I believe that sometimes when the body is disturbed after death too quickly— that, like this like it takes a while for the spirit to leave, and it's better to leave a body for as long as it like for eight hours on dry ice than it is to go like ah, they're dead and start doing stuff to it. Yeah. And so, to me, that whole process—it's so I know that it's necessary, but. I'm sure there were plenty of cases, especially back then, where it was like, ah, this kid was run over by a horse. Let's go and bomb him and throw it, you know, like, uh-huh. and that that disturbs the spirit. And yeah, that's often like, why give ghosts. Give me a minute. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: like, it's like going swimming after eating a meal. It's like, give me a minute. I'm not quite ready for this yet.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything more ghosty.
1: But so you still hadn't talked to the landlord about the no. ghosts.
0: The one time I talked to the landlord, and this is kind of going to finish up my ghost story.
1: It's okay. I mean, it's a good one. (laughs) You're really giving the children what they wanted to hear today.
0: (laughs) Um so right we know it's coffins and casket sales we know we've seen multiple ghosts now friends have seen multiple ghosts it's just it's out of the bag the cat's out of the bag excuse the pun with the cat that <laughs> ran away from the satin glove I mean I do now of course I'm more curious now that I don't live there in terms of talking to the woman who lived there for 13 years and her children's stories I mean maybe I could put you in touch with them and you guys could go on like a, a trip to Florida or something if you uh, ever maybe. feel like eh, it
1: because so <laughs> I'm not I'm not brave when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. I like hearing about it. Okay, well, so I had all those experiences. They were pretty rough, and I will admit that it had gotten to where um, I obviously preferred to be there when, like, my boyfriend was that. Like, I ended up starting to date someone, and he, when he was around, and then otherwise, you know, I'd be spent a lot of time in New York, so I'd be back and forth to the place. And when I was alone, I was like, mm, it's kind of getting like. Finally, after I don't know, it was like two years. I decided it was kind of getting scary <laughs> to live there, because yeah. of just it, just getting up to use a restroom at night was always like, okay, who am I gonna? <laughs> who's gonna trip me on my way to the I back? Know. So. Uh,
1: but did you have like friends and and people you knew in this little town, or was it just sort of your home base? And then not in go... the
0: actual town, no. Like, yeah. my sister lived in, the in like, a town 20 minutes from there. And okay. So, I mean, I could always stay at her, but, you know, and I had friends. And the landlord I really liked, and she was a neighbor, so I always felt kind of like, okay, worst case scenario, I run out screaming in the middle of the night and go to her house and go, <laughs> what the F's up at this place? But I thought, you know, I'm supposed to be an adult woman, so I'm supposed to be able to handle this shit.
1: <laughs> That's not what I would think like.
0: And... So the final thing that like I was already experiencing. Maybe I don't want. Well, maybe this is a little creepy. And I had, uh, I was woken in the middle of the night. I had a landline by the phone ringing, three a.m. Never good. Never good. And it was the creepiest male voice saying that he would do horrible things to me. What? Like,
1: clear as day, like, this is a human. Yeah. What did he say?
0: It was just very gnarly, you know, uh, like, Florida. <laughs> uh, like, that dark kind of—just, I, I just like, southern gravelly s- sexual violence. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Did you have color ID or did you star 69?
0: Uh— I don't know. I didn't. I don't think it had caller ID, and that would have been a good thing. What I did immediately. This was when I finally reached out to my landlord and said, "I got the most disturbing phone call at three a.m. That 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 officially scared me because that's a human being that that can you know, in my estimation, like maybe it wasn't. Maybe again, it was like some. The guy with the hat being like, Haha, I'm going to do a human thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of always open to you never know. Sometimes they can command actual physical things and uh-huh. do harm. Right. So but it, to me, no matter what, it was an absolute warning. Like that was the first time that I felt, even though I know most people and you included when you were like, why didn't you leave or why weren't <laughs> yeah. you weren't scared? This for me was the final straw. Because this was, you know, a promise of some kind of, like, horrible violence on my person. And I lived alone in a house that had a joke for a lock on the door. And you know what I mean? It was easy to break in. Like, you could get on the roof. And and that was too much. That was too much mental uh, gymnastics uh-huh. for me. Like, that was too much to spend my nights wondering if this scary Person that sounded really terrifying was going to show up. Um, so I asked her about it. I said, Do you know that someone, she said, You know, there was someone in prison, th- this prison, this prisoner kept doing that on my answering machine, would just leave really gnarly. And I'm like, What do you mean? Just a random prisoner's like, Let's prank call with my one call a day. Yeah. I'm going to prank call this woman and say horrible things on her message. So that was a little mysterious, too, because I'm not sure what that meant. Like, maybe maybe it was someone that didn't like her that she – like, who just randomly picks numbers, right? But this is the other thing. I didn't have her number. Like, I got my own phone line and my own number. It wasn't like – I don't think I – I'm trying to remember. But, no, when I – I had to get my name on it and all of that. So I don't – it wasn't like I just grandfathered in her phone line. So – because she was talking about her separate house across the street, uh-huh. that that would happen to her. Were you listed? No. It was a ghost. I think so, because I wasn't listed. Why would I list? You know, that would be really s- silly in a small town. If I'd listed myself, That would have been stupid. Yeah, that's a, that's a ghost. I think so. I think so think for me, that was it. I was like, yeah, done and dusted. That was uh-huh. fun. And here's what's interesting is I actually, um, my husband took the place over to do, he had music. You know, like he set up a recording in it because it's a beautiful apartment, right, with high ceilings, really good for uh, – he made a couple records there, but he would only work there in the daytime and I very rarely, if he was tired, crash. But there were always a lot of bugs in like um, – his sound equi- like he would be recording, and a huge hum would come throughout the whole, you know. And he'd have to. And I don't think he ever th- equated it. But when he would tell me, I was like, "Oh, it's a ghosties." They were like seriously, like making his recording. But it was daytime, so they were always less active. It was always the night that they'd come out, kind of. Uh, which why is so that? Why is it? Why do they have to be extra scary? I know. Except for the petticoat lady, but she was like, quick, I'm a cat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. The thought of that being a familiar, like. Right. Oh, I hope that's what that was.
0: I don't see how it couldn't have been. It wasn't like I hopped up and looked around and the cat was like, meow, let me out. It was gone. There was no cat. But
1: what do you mean? Like, where did it run to? Out of my. So my bedroom faced
0: like windows that way, but the door was to my left, headed towards the rest of the apartment. So I shook a, a hand. And the cat ran, like, she, when I went, what? And looked, the, then right there was, was a was cat, the cat that just yeah. went Psh, through the door.
1: But it but it made its way outside of the entire no, apartment, it, right?
0: No, it, it went through the door into the main part of the apartment, oh. but didn't exist when I went to. Oh, then that's yes! I mean. It was not a real cat.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's really crazy if it was a real cat then it was like oh this is a real familiar situation like but also it turns into a ghost familiar like that's that's
0: what i mean it was not it was like a whole it was a party between her and her cat and they were both messing with me
1: oh i love that that's so cool but my worst nightmare yeah so that's the end of the story huh? i mean
0: that's pretty well i think after that yeah after the um phone call and so I kept just – just um, to contextualize it even more, this was, I think, between the years 2006 and just – so at 2006, I rented the house, the apartment. And then my husband took it over after I was like, that's it, which I think it was around 2008 or nine. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Um all my things stayed in there. I kept it. It was almost like a mausoleum, but I'm still alive, of all my, like, you know, like out like clothes, but, like, personal photos, like fam- more family photos and more personal items than anywhere else in my whole life I kept in this, like, ghost place for some reason. Mm-hmm. Somehow that felt safe and smart to do. I don't know why, but I felt like that was... Um, And then just last... Oh, is it Thanksgiving, where are we now? New Year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving. I went home, or I say it's home because that's where it was, right? I went to visit my husband and my sister. And um, I landed and I got an email from my landlord, even though he was the one who had taken over, but basically I was still technically... She knew he was like renting, but it was like that kind of thing uh-huh. saying I, I've the bank is foreclosed on me. I need to like everyone's being kicked All tenants like the antique store, you the other building I have like I can't keep the mortgage up. And I need you to move out effective immediately. Like, basically, all my stuff would have been, you know. But weirdly, this happened the minute I landed. No I get this way. email from her. And she didn't and know this, you were coming? No, not at all. Weird. And this is 2000. Where are we in now? 19? It was eight, yes, the 19. end of last year, 2018. So from 2006 to 18, I maintained that. Ha- like, technically, I lived in there this whole time, right? So that's, what, 12 years or something? Uh-huh. And happened to land there for a week so most of that week my husband and I were in there like getting his music out getting all my personal things out and officially like really closed shop 12 years after renting like something so and in reality if I probably do the math it's probably closer to 13 which is the exact time that the other woman lived there and the exact time that my husband and I lived there because we just had our anniversary March 3rd which was 13 years divorced same amount that we were together oh my god so something about that space and my you know trajectory or life or and my was but there was like all the stuff was part of that Uh and so i always think of things as blessings even when they seem cursed and vice versa Uh because my main philosophy is everything is a maybe you think you've got something that's so good and you're so excited about it and it turns to shit you're terrified, bummed about something. It's the worst thing that could ever happen to you, and it becomes the best lesson or teaching of your life. That's a great way to look so, at it. So this apartment equally was like that for me.
1: This is a good story. Ah! Okay, we're going to play a game.
0: Uh-oh. It's
1: my favorite game in the entire world that isn't called Uno. It is called... <laughs> EVPs or EVPs. Do you know what an EVP is?
0: Oh, God. I feel like I listened. I, no, you have to remind me because I did hear okay. it on your show, but I.
1: It's okay. An EVP, electronic voice phenomena. It is when ghost hunters believe they've recorded a ghost. And usually they do record something, but then they take it into their own hands as to saying what they believe it said. So I like to find EVPs from innocent people on YouTube, and they say what they believe they heard. And I'm going to make you guess. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to play. These are um, Special Florida Edition. Ooh. Yeah, so this one was posted by... David Pierce Rodriguez. Uh, he says, uh, Pri- Prism Paranormal Research, Florida, at Gold Coast Railroad Museum in Miami, is where they're at. Okay. Um, and this was recorded in a dining car at the museum. All right, here it is. <laughs> That's it? Okay, so um, the the investigator asks, are you in the back of the car? And this is what they get. I'll play it again. So what do you think they said? Was it A? So she says, are you in the back of the car? And then the ghost says, is it A? Bitch, please. B? Grazie. Maybe it was Italian. Right. C, back seat.
0: Or D, not really. C, back seat. Back seat. Yeah, yeah, you hear it. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> wait, know. I mean, how do we know? And this is the thing. What? Well, I mean, it's so easy just to.
1: We're guessing what a, an investigator said.
0: Right. So this is an actual (laughs) investigator. This is an investigator. We have their license number and all that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Okay.
1: (laughs) This this one was from Tina Marie Weber. Tina Marie Weber. And um, it's from Gulf Coast Paranormal Research. This is in Crestview, Florida. And I don't know what the location is, but here's what we hear. It's more of a whispery Mm -hmm. one.
0: Okay. Ooh, God, that's creepy. Let's hear it again.
1: Is it A, your purse is okay? It's just <laughs> like me, purse. It's okay. <laughs> B, we're not joking. C, your first milking. I don't know. Maybe it was a farmer ghost talking to like a cow, and it was like reliving, reliving that. Ex- I don't know. Or D, I want a personal
0: pan pizza. What was B? We're not joking. Let me hear it again, please. Personal pan pizza, D. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what it sounds like to me. You know, but I think it's supposed to be we're not joking, which is ironic. Yeah. That might be yeah. an EV, please.
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm not so sure Maybe about that one. please. <laughs> Although, well,
1: hey, I guess that's about it.
0: Oh my gosh, what? F- Fun. thank you for letting me expound and explore um, that this was story. This a good one. I'm it not kidding terrifying.
1: you. Um, so tell everybody about your music and what's going on with that and where we can find you and everything that's going on.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a single out. I put my first ever single out under my name. Congrats. So if you go search Spotify for Rain Phoenix, you'll find it. And um, I'm making a record right now. So that's, that's where you'll find exciting. my— my record when it's out as well. and Shows coming up, I think, in June, but who knows? You can find me on all those silly social things. I'm Rain J Phoenix uh, on Instagram and um, Twitter. Oh, and you can also find me at Launch Left on Instagram, where we launch emerging left-of-center artists. We have iconics, Iconics in music, I like to call them. Icons of music launch emerging bands. Check us out there. Love it. But thank you because this was like good to relive it with people in the daytime that I trust and like. (laughs) And it was actually strangely parts of it were more creepy talking about it so far away from the location than at the time, which, you know, I don't know if that just – uh, points to the fact that I'm incredibly dissociative or <laughs> if I genuinely, at the time, I genuinely felt like if I have the courage to live through this ghosty situation, I can do anything on my own. There you go. You know what I mean? What's well, it's
1: weird how when you look back at things, like I think about things like in my early 20s, just situations I put myself in where like looking back, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But at the time, you're just like, whatever, like this is crazy. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for letting me share my story. Of course. Thanks for being here. You're awesome.
1: Thank you so much Terrain. Oh, my God. With that the cat story. I can't get over that. Um, guys thank you so much for listening this is just everything's going great and I love it please keep telling your friends about this show so we can continue to grow and I'm just I love hearing from you guys and there's so many ways that you can get a hold of me if you've got a ghost story now of course I love it when you do it on uh, Apple Podcasts if you give me five stars I'm telling you it really really helps out the show so if you can give me five stars that'd be great write a review you can include the ghost story there or you could send it to me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com or uh, you could follow us on uh, Facebook. You can like us on Facebook and follow us there. There's a, uh, a page called "Ghosted by Roz Drazvalles." Then there's the group where you can uh, share your stories. And if you hear any ghost news, you can share it there. That's "Ghosted by Roz." Uh, No, sorry. Ghosted by Roz Dresviles is the name of the group as well. Um, I am on Instagram. Help my childhood dream come true of being an Insta celebrity by following me at Roz Dresviles. And I have a Facebook page for myself as well. And you can see me live. I'll be at the world-famous Hollywood Improv for my comedy game show, The Once Over, which is on the 11th of May at uh, 9 p.m. So I hope to see you there. Okay. I'm going to reveal... That next week, my seriously, one of my biggest dreams in the world came true. I got to sit down and talk to Cassandra Peterson, also known as Alvira Mistress of the Dark. Ah! It was serious oh it's the biggest deal in the world for me. And It's just such a perfect interview because not only is she just a horror icon, she is a comedic icon. She is so great to hear on a podcast, but she's also got an incredible ghost story. It is a ghost story. It reminds me so much of like American Horror Story Murder House, where she lived in this old, gorgeous house in the hills that decade after decade had crazy incidents happen and the ghost experiences that she had when she lived there she saw full body apparitions i don't want to give away too much but i hope you can tune in next week because it is going to be huge Uh, all right well that's it for this week thank you all so much for listening thank you to rain phoenix and uh thank you to everyone that shared and and read our articles in the tabloids last week I love you guys. I'm Roz Dress ass and as always, I love you, both living people and dead people. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. A
0: podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.